Hey, just a warning. While Fuller House is a family show, the Fullest House podcast is not. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to The Fullest House, where we do weddings, birthdays, and quinceañeras. I'm Mark Green. I'm Harrison Bloom. And I'm Zach Horowitz. Yeah, we don't do uh, we don't do bar mitzvahs. Yeah, we don't do bar mitzvahs anymore. We've been to too many. We've it was a bad stretch um, back in you know 2011, 2012. You know, it, everyone just reaches a breaking point. Exactly. At some point, we just we cannot go to another candle lighting ceremony. Oh, God. Or the the <laughs> what is it the, the bread ceremony that the grandpa does, and then the dancing. And all the annoying mo- motivators who make you dance when you're just trying to sit down. Against your will. I'm really just library. seeing how long you can go. <laughs> That's it. That's all I needed to say. All right, just all right. Bar mitzvahs, you know. You, you, you get sick of them. <laughs> Guys, today's episode of Fuller House was good? It was. It was pretty I, good. I was going to say, uh, you might be wondering why we're talking about bar mitzvahs. And that's because this episode is about not a bar mitzvah, but a birthday party nonetheless so you mean it doesn't explain why we're talking about bar mitzvahs it's you know kind of zach the reason we're talking about bar mitzvahs <laughs> is because the joke was originally we do weddings birthdays and bar mitzvahs but we changed it to keats and yetas we did because we don't do bar mitzvahs that's right we don't do bar mitzvahs it would be factually incorrect to say that we do bar mitzvahs exactly maybe we should move on from the bar mitzvah thing Maybe we should talk about the actual episode. Well, it was yes. a 13th birthday. It was Ramona's That's birthday. That is true. true. She's 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 moving from a boy to a man in the Jewish tradition. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Uh, we have fun here. Hosted by Gibbler Party Planning. Gibbler style party planning. Do it Gibbler style. Uh, and Fernando and Timmy are trying to not fight on that one day yes it's very yeah it's this episode has a lot of fernando and that is a it's good the thing. triumphant return of our boy our boy is back we missed our boy he's he's not only back he's back in full force yes. oh yeah the episode begins with him getting the wrong cake for ramona because he didn't check <laughs> and it's just uphill from there oh yeah oh yeah it's it's wonderful. Apparently, he was a hairdresser, and that does not surprise me, but I forgot it, and I'm so glad that we know again, yeah. that I know again. He says he's going to give her the, the quote, full Fernando. I wanted to write down what he's, mm-hmm. all of the products he uses in his full Fernando routine, but I forgot to. So, there was volumizer, hairspray, I don't know, lots of sprays. <laughs> By the way... Other things happen in this episode, but I can definitely see us just talking about Fernando for an hour. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we totally could. Like, this, we could just change this entire thing from the Fullest House podcast to the Fernando podcast just effortlessly. Yes, I... There was a line where Fernando says, you know, I will cause no drama on this birthday. I swear this from here to eternity. He says a big thing and he says, starting now, because that was very dramatic. And I made a note. I wrote, Fernando is dramatic, comma, Fernando is the best. <laughs> yes. That's a, that's a fair assumption. That's a fair... It's uh, the best character. It's a fair sequence of thoughts. He's our best boy. He's our best boy. We love him. He's our best dramatic boy. 
our our wonderful overdramatic boy. We're four minutes in. We've talked about birthdays and Fernando. <laughs> hey, that's impressive. <laughs> good start. Good start, as guys. As far as I'm concerned, we're reaching, you know, the inciting incidents of this podcast, which is where we just talk about Fernando the whole time. <laughs> we just reach a, a certain breaking point where after a while it just does not become about the podcast. It just becomes yes. about Fernando. I think that's us hitting our prime. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Once Fernando becomes a main character, it's over for you, bitches. That's that's when we peak. But we should say this episode begins with Kimmy and Fernando. They're trying to get along, and they're planning a big birthday bash for Ramona's 13th. Mm-hmm. I remember it was a fun scene. I don't have many notes on it. I mean, it was probably just, you know, Fernando being Fernando. Fernando being Fernando. I was very much overwhelmed by that. We sort of laughed at Ramona because she is turning 13, and yet, she kind of acts like she's turning 20 right. <laughs> or 26. I mean, there are certain thresholds that she mentions that are younger than 26. Like she says, can I stay out late? Can I go see an R-rated movie? But then she's like, oh, can I get a tattoo now? Yeah, like, I have friends who have tattoos, but like, it's, a, it's something you do when you're older. It's not when, not when you are a teenager. Ramona is very much like me looking forward to that part in her life where she moves to the big city and has a cast of kooky characters and we basically get friends, but with Ramona. Yes. Mm -hmm. The ultimate spinoff. I I do want to mention, though, with the tattoo thing, it is revealed that Fernando (laughs) has uh, Chinese character tattoos, which I completely forgot about. And Kimmy says that he gets it wrong and that it's... uh... It was, he meant to get the, cha- the characters for love and then instead got pork fried rice. To which he responds, no, I got that intentionally. I love pork fried rice. So my question to you guys is, is he lying or did he intentionally get pork fried rice tattooed on his body? Fernando seems like the kind of guy who enjoys a good pork fried rice. I was going to say, normally I'd think he's lying. <laughs> but based on my knowledge of Fernando... The passionate and dramatic <laughs> and deeply weird person that he is. He is definitely the kind of person that would say, I love pork fried rice. I'm going to get that tattooed on my body as a symbol. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I don't think it's out of the question. I do also want to mention, though, that I believe it's Fernando who gets Ramona um, high heels for her birthday. And there's an entire bit where Fernando and Kimmy are just like, guys, it's our it's our teenager's first steps, and it's a whole thing. She's walking like a baby taking their first steps. She's just like Bambi. I had a problem with the way she felt. I obviously I've never walked in high heels, but when usually when you see women like wearing high heels for the first time, they their feet like fall to the side because they don't. It's weird oh, having like she the heel. Was wobbling. She was waddling, but then she fell like forward over the toes. And I was just like, what? I don't know. Do people fall forward when they when they wear high heels? This is not the right group of people to ask about high heels. <laughs> I don't feel I don't feel qualified to comment on that. I feel yeah. very co- qualified to read deep into um Fernando's psyche, but I don't feel qualified to talk <laughs> about high heels. I guess you're right. Yeah. I'm a functional person. I'm, this is a good person to be. That's a fair, that's, that's a fair point. Um, but then that happens, and then we go to uh, the pet clinic where DJ's working. Harmon Fuller Pet Care. Harmon Fuller Pet Care. We get the return of Steve. 
Steve. Our other favorite boy. Our other boy. Missed him too. He was killing it this episode. Oh yeah. Like all the time we had away from him, he just he's he's been storing up his power for the past like five or six episodes or so. It's like in it's like a you know, like an anime style, like building up energy in order to just freaking go at it full force this time. Something some threat is gonna arise and Steve is definitely going to do a magical girl transformation. Yes. Yes. Cause Steve is a magical girl. Yeah. So Steve comes in with a you know, the dog, Comet Junior Jr. and he meets Matt for the first time. Matt's here also. I'd like to point out though that Steve doesn't come in with Comet Junior Jr. He comes in to pick up Comet Junior Jr. Oh, I'm sorry. And very heavily drops a hint to DJ saying, <laughs> "Right, oh, my bed feels so empty without him because I'm single, <laughs> like you, Deej. Huh? We're both single. Isn't that weird? How we're both single, and then DJ just shoots him down. And DJ's like, I know, right? That sucks. And yeah. just walks off. <laughs> just gets shot down. And then Matt comes out. And uh, the one thing about IMDb trivia that's really weird to me is that it doesn't track how many episodes every other character is in. But it says specifically this is the third appearance of Dr. Harmon of Matt. I don't know why it keeps track of every episode that Matt well, is that's in. That's important information. In the trivia section specifically and not just in like the cast section. Oh, Zach, I'm putting it there. I'm very into Matt. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say a very thirsty fan must have put it in there. Every Probably. single episode Me. that Matt's in. As a personal guide for himself. But yeah, so Matt comes out and uh, Steve and Matt meet each other for the first time. And Steve is immediately jealous. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. They shake hands for a long time. Oh, so you're you're in town, huh? Temporarily? Maybe. Oh, does your wife miss you? Single. Husband? Straight? <laughs> Scott Winger is really good. He is. He's yeah. really good this episode. He plays that scene so well. He's so good. Yeah, yeah I, I know this. I know we don't typically do this, but I kind of want to... Let's not beat around the bush here. We discussed before the episode. <laughs> it, it's basically unanimous. We all agreed before the episode that Steve is our sad boy of the week. Uh, yes. I, Steve is... is yeah, I think specifically, I mean, there's the hung up on DJ stuff, but what was really entertaining me this episode is that right after he meets Matt and finds out that he's, you know, handsome, tall, and single, he says, you should date Kimmy Gibbler. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's so good. And DJ thinks that's really cool because it's her best friend, but the entire episode, Steve is very invested <laughs> on... <laughs> Kimmy and Matt's date and it working out really well. <laughs> I almost wonder what would have happened if they did go on a date. Like, hey, DJ, I, I was on that date with Kimmy and it was going well, but I just got this feeling that someone was watching me from the bushes. Do you think her husband, Fernando, was watching? Uh, I don't know, No, Matt. Fernando's here. <laughs> huh. Let me call my good friend Steve to get his opinion. <laughs> she called Steve. Deej, there's... A phone is ringing outside our date. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> it's in the bushes. I don't... Let me go check. I think somebody left their phone in the bushes. It's great just how invested Steve is in Matt and Kimmy getting together. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We're gonna... We're gonna go... For, we're gonna go through it more at the end. But, like, 
it, it's it wasn't even really a question. I guess like Fernando was Fernando, so I guess he's always in consideration. But like, no, Steve was just. I, yeah, I, I was just gonna say I was going to put Fernando in consideration because he was particularly sad this episode with the rubber glove, and uh, the cake. And all that stuff. We'll, we'll, we'll get to those later, but oh boy, they're wonderful. Yeah, we'll get to those later, but he he definitely had some sad moments, but it was nothing yeah. compared to, to, to Steve. I was I was going to put forth as a third option uh-huh. our good bad boy, <laughs> oh, yes. Jackson. He, yes, with his epic flirting skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he starts out this episode... In, he's wearing a jacket and a gold chain and a fedora. And I think, does he have sunglasses too or am yes, I making that he does up? have sunglasses. He does have sunglasses. He has sunglasses too. Though it's not a fedora. It's just a, it's just a douchey cap. It's just a very douchey baseball. Okay. Mm. My, my mind filled in some blanks that <laughs> the were The fedora would be even worse. Oh, yeah. We need to be fair. <laughs> but, I mean... I mean, the worst part is he's spraying two different Axe body sprays. Yeah. He's trying to impress Lola, Kimmy's friend. Not Kimmy's friend, Ramona's friend. I bet she, I bet, I bet Lola has a healthy friendship with Kimmy too. Uh, sure, yeah. She, she is the spokesperson for Gibbler party planning. Yeah, unofficial spokesperson for Gibbler style party planning. I was gonna, I was thinking about possibly putting forward Matt as well, but I don't think there's as much of a case for him. He does get slapped by Fernando. Yes. Matt gets slapped. He goes through a weird night, but he's a pretty confident, charming dude in this episode. Yeah. yeah. So I I was putting forth Jackson because he's he's trying so hard to get Lola to like him, and he's failing so spectacularly. But it's our it's gotta yeah, be it's Steve. It's gotta be it's Steve gotta this be episode. Steve. It there was no doubt in our minds that it was gonna be Steve. He had me from Comet Junior Junior. <laughs> I think if I if we look at the uh, standings right now, I think that makes Steve tied for first place right now in the Sad Boy of the Week Ooh. in the Sad Boy of the Week leaderboard. And I think, if I'm remembering correctly, Steve has a 100 percent rate of episodes he's in to winning Sad Boy of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> he might have been in another episode. And I might have forgotten, but I'm pretty sure every episode he's been in, he's one sad boy of the week. Zach, yeah, you should you should ma- add that to the leaderboards, like uh, add a percent success rate, a, per- a percentage, <laughs> a percentage of number of episodes per sad boy of the week episode. In that case, Macy Gray is also batting a hundred percent. Right. Oh, she is batting a hundred percent. Yes. No one's gonna knock down Macy Gray. Uh, but as we were saying, I think. In between, um, Matt, you should date Kimmy Gibbler so I can date DJ. <laughs> um, that's the subtext. Yes. Oh, yeah. It totally is. Is it even subtext? <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, yeah, no, it's not even subtext at this point. Wait, you you don't think that was subtle? You don't <laughs> think it was subtle? I thought it was really subtle, you guys. Yeah, actually, you know what? No, I'm, I'm convinced. I think, um, you know, our boy Steve Hale is a smooth, smooth guy putting the moves down on dj but without her knowing he's so smooth he's so smooth he's getting in there without noticing at all as they plan their not date date yeah because that's what dj said. just like the ocean under the moon (laughs) 
I don't quite know the rest of the lyrics to, to Smooth by Rob Thomas and Carlos <laughs> Santana. I do also want to mention, going back to Ramona's party, she's getting ready, and uh, she gets some clothes. I forget what specifically uh, from Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen's uh, brand. And it's uh, real expensive, which is, uh, man, no wonder they don't have to act anymore. Get it? Because they, they were on Full House. Remember Full House? By the way, listeners, that is a joke that Kimmy says. Zach isn't making that joke. That, yeah, that's a joke. I'm not... No, that wasn't me trying to shame you, Zach. That's me trying not yeah. to plagiarize Full House. Yeah, no, I was just going over the scene, as we do. Yeah, um, we got another really, really salty Olsen twins reference. <laughs> yeah. Like, are they okay? Like, are the do the Olsen twins have a bad relationship with the people who run this show? <laughs> oh, they refuse to act on it. <laughs> they, um, there was one joke where Kimmy says, oh, it's almost like there were two Michelles. That's Kimmy's voice. I don't know why <laughs> that, that was Kimmy's voice. No, from now on, that's Kimmy's voice. Otherwise, any reference to Michelle or the Olsen twins is just, they were too good to show up for Fuller House. <laughs> damn it's so mean it's very mean i forgot that it was in there this much i forgot about a lot of these olsen twins yeah yeah i I do remember the one in the premiere episode because that's just that was just so awkward exactly well they yeah they stopped the show so you notice it they literally stopped the show for like 20 seconds and just to stare at the camera but in that scene where they're getting ready Fernando has done Ramona's hair, and Max comments that the dress is nice, but the hair's a little much. And Fernando gets very upset with this little kid. Of course he does. It's wonderful. It's our boy. It's wonderful. I mean, that was a direct dig at Fernando's hairstyling. Yeah. He announced it beforehand that it was hair by Fernando. Not cool, dude. It was was very much a dig. I... (laughs) I was going to joke that throughout the series, Max and Fernando have something of a rivalry, but they kind of do. They really do. Yeah. I forgot it was set up this early. They really do. (laughs) And it starts here. Right. It's wonderful. This little boy and Fernando. To be fair, who in the world would be Fernando's nemesis if not for a little boy? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, that sounds like our boy Fernando. This is completely within character. Yeah, no, you've got a point. Fernando's nemesis is, of course, nine years old. I don't know how old Max is. (sighs) That does sound very in character for Fernando, though. Like, you're not wrong. But, um, yeah, so eventually they get to the party. Matt shows up. Well, Well, I did want to talk about... I mentioned how... Jackson is dressing up real douchey mm-hmm. um, to impress a girl because it's super, it's going to work. It's totally going to work, work, you guys. Because he knows women. <laughs> and Stephanie comes in says, uh, let me make some adjustments. And she takes off all of the shit and says, you're good. And he says, but now I'm just me. You gotta be confident in yourself, Jackson. You gotta be confident in yourself. What's funny is thinking ahead... That's very much a setup for Jackson has to believe in himself, and that's what he's going to learn. Yeah. And he kind of sort of does. Like, there's kind of a resolution yeah, to that. Yeah, kind of, but... But 
but that's not really what it's about, which is fine. I super I forgot about it because a uh, lot yeah. of this episode is very strong. A lot of this episode is very, is very much focused on like Kimmy and Fernando and Ramona and like that whole side of the family, I guess you could say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, makes sense. It's Ramona's party. That's the A plot of the episode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but yeah, no, there's definitely a a, a little um arc for Jackson within this episode. Where he starts off. Yeah, there's a resolution. Yeah, there is there is a resolution. There's a resolution to this storyline. It's just, it's funny thinking about, he doesn't really, they very much set up that, but she's not just going to like me. And they don't really pay that off so much. No. It's fine. We do see him try to flirt as himself. And it works great. Uh, it works, <laughs> it works right. out it does work great. really great. Trust us. Jackson, he knows women. Right, he knows how to treat a woman. <laughs> Can I dance next to you? I guess. He knows how to pleasure a lady. <laughs> I mean, that's how you do it. Can I dance next to you? Uh, sure. Hacker voice, I'm in. <laughs> that was verging on my best uh, Billy D. Williams impression. Hmm. <laughs> he knows how to... <laughs> yes. Yeah, so the, the anyways, let's... let's uh, if we're going chronologically again, now we're at uh, around the beginning of the party, and uh, this party what what this party starts off hot, but then uh, it goes downhill. It goes from like a hundred to zero in like that. Uh, you like that snap? You like that snap effect? Did I do a good snap? This is crisp. Thank you. It was good. It was I caught nice. it, and I appreciate you. Thank Zach. you. I I appreciate you as well. I Mark. see you. Oh, it's it's nice to feel appreciated for once. Hey, yeah. Hey, Harrison, Harrison, I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. I hey, what about you. me, Zach? I appreciate you too. Aw, thanks. Anyways, um, <laughs> but yeah, this party is a major rager. <laughs> major rager, as the youths say. But I do want to note in the Jackson Lola storyline. We do have one more moment there that I think men- deserves mention where Stephanie says, give her a compliment. Tell her she has beautiful hair and eyes. And Jackson tells her, you have beautiful hairy eyes. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not I'm not a woman, <laughs> but so if weird. I was, if and if someone told me I had beautiful hairy eyes, I don't know. That's that's a compliment, you know? How would you compliment a woman, guys? What what's what's your go-to line? All I'm saying is I want someone to tell me I have beautiful hairy eyes. Zach? Yes. You have beautiful hairy You're eyes. You're just saying that. I am. You're just saying that because I said I wanted someone to tell that to me. I am, but does that make it less true? Yes. <laughs> I can be saying it, but it's still true. You do have beautiful hairy eyes. Oh, well, n- okay. Well, now very hairy. Now I can tell that you mean it. You know what, Zach? You know what? You know what? Learn to take a compliment. I'm sorry. I I, I can't take a compliment. No, I am incensed. <laughs> I am literally angry with rage. That's from Futurama, you guys. That was a reference. It's a, oh, uh, I, uh, it's a good reference. It's a good show. Yeah. But we're not talking about Futurama. Show. We're talking about Fuller House and the, the party. Oh, there is you are with those great those transitions. Those great transitions. And the party's going great. You know, they have a paid advertisement for Gibbler-style party playing courtesy of Lola. And yeah, that's not yeah. an exaggeration. Kimmy pays her. 
Like, she literally says it on the dance floor. Like, she says, wow, I'm going to use Gibbler party planning for all my party planning needs. And then she walks away, and then Jimmy approaches her and gives her a 20. To be fair, there have been, I, she is definitely paid, Mm -hmm. but to be fair, there are times when I've expressed, like, enjoying something and I feel like I'm in a commercial. (laughs) I once, we got to try them a a thing of those, like, Oreo Thins, Mm -hmm. and I, like, ate a couple and I was like, wow, these Oreo Thins are really great. And I, (laughs) and immediately I I heard myself (laughs) and I turned to a camera that wasn't there. Yes, and the other day I was sitting with some friends, you know, sipping a Coke, and I said, you know, the crisp, cool taste of Coke is really great on a hot summer day. <laughs> Zach, do you have anything to share about living in our capitalist dystopia? No, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm above uh, resorting to cheap product placement. You know they can't see you drink that water, Zach, right? I, I know, I know. I, I realized halfway through that it was a visual gag, but I started drinking... <laughs> from a Poland spring water bottle after I said it. That was, that was more so uh, a joke for you guys than a joke for the audience, but the audience can be clued in as well. Zach, save it for the inevitable face reveal. <laughs> I was honestly waiting for you to sell it more, like take the sip and, and go, mmm, the cool, refreshing taste of Poland Springs water. <laughs> not actually sponsored by any of these companies. No, we're not sponsored by any of these companies. I thought we should, you um, know. However, if you do want to sponsor us, hit us up. Please sponsor the podcast. (laughs) Somebody. We'd enjoy that, I'm sure. find us on our socials. Somebody. We have social media. Follow us. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the party. The power goes out. The party's going really great until it isn't. And the power goes out. The power goes out. The second DJ Tanner, also known as Stephanie, uh, starts playing her music. I, I did write in my notes, Steph is DJing. And it's, it, I was very conscious when I was writing it that, oh, this is going to be confusing. <laughs> yeah, she starts playing music from her phone. Steph is really invested in making this party work. I think, I, I think she felt a, a certain personal failure when the power went out and she just went into damage control mode. Probably. Like she's just like, oh no, oh no, oh no, I need to make this party good. I'm cool. I'm cool. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. And again, I actually, I like this episode a lot, but if they had set up earlier in the first act, like some sort of money thing or like a a challenge or a dare, like Steph was acting like she had a very specific reason to, I have to make this party work. Mm -hmm. I have to get these kids to be having fun. And I understand that she cares about Ramona, but like, Story-wise, it was very much... We really do see in this episode how much she cares about Ramona. Yeah. Or how much she cares about her reputation as a DJ? I guess so. Maybe? You're right. I think we brought up in an earlier episode that she has massive amounts of credit card debt. They could have easily used that as a a motivator. Like, this is her only job right now. She (laughs) needs to uh, do this for Gibbler party planning. Despite the fact that, like, two episodes earlier, she was at Coachella. Right. Yeah, and ego is... A huge motivator, yeah. Yeah, ego is a really great motivator for characters. Even if Kimmy was just, like, you know... Or if there was a joke, like, Steph was their fourth choice of entertainment (laughs) at the party. (laughs) Then that sets up, well, I'm gonna... And then you can have a back and forth of like, well, screw you. I'm going to make this the best party ever. Um, I don't mean to... I know it's not great always to prescribe changes 
uh, to a thing. And there's so much that goes into just making anything mm-hmm. that for people to say, well, why didn't they... But that was, it was funny to me how invested Stephanie was. Yeah. Without a real reason set up. <laughs> yes. Um, but Steph really wants this party to succeed. Yeah. And I mean, the world is just working against her. Oh, yeah. First thing she does is try to open up that ice cream cake. How quickly mm. did that cake melt? Very quickly. Like, hot damn. Did they just leave it out there all day? I guess. It was like basically soup at that point. It was soup. Yeah. It wasn't even like, it, it didn't even look like milk. It looked like colored water. Straight, yeah. I, I'd like to imagine someone asked Fernando to put away the cake and he's like, well, I put it outside so it could get fresh air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like fernando would do that we're yeah. just creating a new headcanon for this episode we're just filling in all the blanks ourselves <laughs> fernando just sucks at everything <laughs> yeah and while the party is failing um we haven't talked about the c plot of the episode which is max is trying to potty train right. his dog. yes and they're together and the power goes out, and Max thinks that the world is ending. Everyone's a yes. zombie. Everyone's a zombie. It's a very little kid thing of yeah. thing happens. Yeah. World is Max ending. is good in this episode. Yeah. I've been surprised on the rewatch um, how much I've been into Max as a character. Yeah, because I remember when we first watched through it, we originally did not like Max at all. So I'm pleasantly surprised. At how much we're enjoying Max's character upon rewatch. Yeah, we've come around to him. I think we've grown, we've matured these past couple <laughs> of years. I think we've started to realize the true value of Max. Yep, and I do want to um, give praise. Tyler noticed in that scene because then Max runs into DJ and says, Are you a zombie? And DJ says, I'm not a zombie. Which is what a zombie would say. You got a point. Of course. Right? That is what a zombie would say. Yeah. Uh, but DJ is holding Tommy and Tyler pointed out Tommy is like looking back and forth between the two of them based on who's talking. He's making eye contact. And a few episodes ago, I was I was saying some mean things about the baby. <laughs> I was saying that the baby wasn't a great actor, which to be fair, most babies aren't. I'm just remembering the entire rant a couple episodes ago. The entire rant about how they should have gotten a better baby. <laughs> they should have gotten a better they baby. They could have gotten a better baby, but the baby is doing... The baby's not doing a bad job in this episode. The baby is meeting eye lines. That's true. He's connecting with his fellow actors. I The baby... There is growth, is what I'm That's saying. That's right. Also as a human yes. being. Simultaneously. He's growing both as an actor and as yeah, a baby. Yeah. That's true. Babies, you know how they learn languages faster. Maybe they also learn how to act faster. Yeah, babies learn languages faster. Up until a certain age, you're much better at learning languages. I don't remember any of this. Zach, you were in psych class. You know this. I I don't know what he's talking about. Oh, is that why Dora the Explorer is so good at teaching Spanish? Yes, and if she stopped speaking Spanish before the age of seven, she would lose the ability. I just want to point out, this was from a couple of minutes ago, so we've kind of moved Mm -hmm. past the topic, but Tyler um, sent a very good question that I want to pose to the two of you. Um, Is Fernando also cake? Oh, God. I mean... Yes. I I think so. 
when answering the philosophical question. By the way, listeners, we're recording this at the height of the everything is cake. Meme. Yeah, I'm sorry to, you know, so that's what that is about. Recently, current events as of the time of recording, um, you know, they've got me questioning everything. You know, am I cake? Is one of our co-hosts cake? Is Tyler cake? We've never seen him or the viewers haven't seen him. We know him, but he could be cake. I've never cut myself That's open. Right, you could I be could cake. be cake underneath the skin. Harrison, prove you don't have frosting. There was like one video where it was like an arm, like a human arm was on a table and they cut into the arm and it was cake. And ever since then, <laughs> I've just been losing my goddamn mind. Well, Zach, I know what's going to help. Yeah. I'm going to go over to your house. Are you going to prove Are you going to prove that you're not cake? Well, I was going to say just so you don't have to be in suspense anymore. <laughs> I'll stab you and then we'll see if you're cake. Okay, good. Okay. Can we stab each other to prove that we're not cake? Like you stab me and then I'll stab you. We'll stab each other if frosting comes out. That's bad. If we start bleeding, that's great because it means we're not cake. But how do we know the difference between blood and frosting? What if blood is just red frosting? What if we're all just cake? I'm I'm slowly breaking. <laughs> they 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 need to remake the Truman Show, but instead of a man is in a fake TV world, it's just a man is surrounded by things that are all. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, hold on. No, I'm so, this is this is this is a huge development. What if blood is just red frosting? You sound so genuinely distraught. It's because I this am. This is like the most stressed out I've ever seen. <laughs> it's because I am. Uh, listener, Zach needs to take a break. No, I don't need to take a break. I think, I, you know what? No, I think I'm onto something here. And I think you two are just shutting me down because you're cake. Um, anyway, we want to talk about Fuller House again. Wait, wait a minute. I, I need a moment. <laughs> you, go, you go without me. <laughs> I need a moment to mentally process everything. Okay. The I know this is going to be a triggering word for you, Zach, but the birthday cake melts. No! Um, and <laughs> you super blew out the microphone on that. I love oh, it. I, I, I totally did. I totally did. Oh, I'm so sorry, Tyler, but I love it. Okay, the C-A-K-E. I'm sorry, Tyler, but it had to be done for the sake of the bit. The C-A-K-E melts. And Stephanie is still trying to get things moving. She says to the kids, everybody pair up and start making out. Um, as you do, which... As you do. They're <laughs> teens or preteens. I mean, I don't know what parties you guys went to in high school and middle school, but that's what everyone did at parties. They would just, literally everyone would make out. My my thing with this is like, they're, they're minors and a grown woman is telling them, pair up and make out. And it's like, you couldn't have suggested like charades or something. Well, here was my thing, though. Here was my thing about it. Because she says make out. DJ says don't start making out. And so then Stephanie starts telling a ghost story. So my thing about it all is that plan A is all the teens should make out. And plan B is ghost story? <laughs> what? Get your head like, out of your no... ass, Stephanie. You are right. There. There's no in-between. There's nothing a little more fun <laughs> than a ghost story. Like Zach said, charades, or we could all have like a sing-along or something. No, just like, okay, these teens don't want to make out. I'll tell them a ghost story. 
maybe in her defense it was because the power was off and she was like imagining ooh it's like a night in in the house where we're gonna tell a scary ghost story because all we have are candles and flashlights that we can shine under our faces that definitely is the reasoning i'm just saying it's a pretty big jump from a to b oh totally it certainly yeah. is more like a to x um so then i want to talk about dj introduces matt to kimmy oh wait actually no because earlier she introduced matt to kimmy and matt was a little wary of it because kimmy and fernando were all over each other and who's gonna hold a candle to fernando right yeah yeah that's right we forgot to mention that kimmy and fernando are just like all over each other throughout yeah and matt's like entirely super confused because he comes in and kimmy and fernando are taking a picture together and matt's like oh who's uh so who's this kimmy gibbler person and dj's like oh she's the one taking the picture and he's like oh she certainly doesn't seem like she's single and that goes on for a bit it's a series of puns it's like She's the one getting her picture taken. She certainly oh, yeah. seems taken. Oh, that's just Fernando. He's not in the picture. He certainly is in the picture. Um, but later, Kimmy is alone. She's eaten some snacks. And DJ takes the opportunity to introduce her to Matt when she's away from Fernando. But just as she introduces her to Matt, Kimmy starts choking. She's choking on that mini corn dog. So Matt, to the rescue comes in and saves her a really good high and kimmy's like yeah and kimmy's like you saved my life thank you and almost on cue fernando comes back well she hugs him she says you saved my life and she hugs him yes i should have mentioned that and then almost on cue fernando walks back in and then he challenges him to a duel pistols and slaps him with a rubber glove i always i always imagined fernando as more of a sword fight person pistols at dawn i know no zach zach i know you're saying that i'm saying i think it's a sword fight uh, yeah no I, I feel like fernando's more of a sword fight kind of guy but like there is no duel quite as intense as pistols at dawn you speak from experience i think a sword fight is even we'll, more we'll agree to disagree on that one okay okay but fernando you know he's he he studies the blade <laughs> While you were performing the Heimlich maneuver on my wife, I was studying the blade. That was a really bad Fernando impression. That was really bad. I'm sorry. Juan Pablo de Pachis, please, please disregard that horrible impression. Please come on the podcast so I can apologize to you personally. (laughs) (laughs) He's definitely going to want an apology. (laughs) From us fuckheads. Fernando grabs a, a rubber glove, slaps Matt, challenges him to a duel... Duel. I don't know if he says duel, but I'm saying duel. And Matt takes it like a champ. Uh, Kimmy tells him what's going on, and Fa- Fernando immediately apologizes, uh, thanks him for saving his beloved, and then kisses Matt on both cheeks. And then Matt yeah. very yes. wisely decides to leave. He's slapped and kissed by the same person within like a minute. And I, I do know where you're going with this, Mark. It's important to note that Matt leaves. He opens the door. And we see our boy, Steve Hale, just waiting outside as if he's been there the entire time. Yeah, and 
Steve said, everything went well with Kimmy, right? <laughs> How'd it go with Kimmy Gabor? She's great, right? Ah, uh, Steve. I Which is like, <laughs> that really, like, that really cemented him as our sad boy of the week this week. After that moment, I almost called him our MVP of the episode, completely forgetting that Fernando was in the episode. I think the MVP duties can be split. Yeah, I, I well, I think it really says something about how wonderful Steve is that Fernando is in this episode a lot, and of course he's our MVP, but Steve, who isn't in the episode all that much, is definitely a solid number two of best characters in the episode. Oh, yeah. And number one when it comes to the saddest. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> number one when it comes to the saddest. Yes. Um, but after Fernando had his outburst, Fernando and Kimmy start fighting. They start arguing because Fernando was being an idiot. Um, and Ramona walks in and she's really hurt that her parents couldn't even keep it together for one day. She asked them just for this one day. Well, that, that and the fact that the party has just fallen to shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> but she... Yeah. Goes off to her room. She seems to care more about the parents. But yeah, no, that that's definitely like part of it. And, uh, you know, she goes up to her room. Kimmy and Fernando come up to there as well to talk with her. And it's a good scene. Yeah. Though, though I will say it, it is, the, the, it has a great message that is slightly undermined by Ramona's last birthday wish. Yeah. Like they go up. And Kimmy tells her, you know, sometimes there are people who love each other uh, who just aren't meant to live together. And that's a very mature mindset. That's very true to life. Uh, but then every, everyone comes in to sing her happy birthday with cupcakes. Yeah, that where they did the cupcakes? Found. Yeah. Where did they get cupcakes? It is never explained. Or, well, Harrison, you finish that thought and then and then we'll figure out where the cupcakes came from. Yes. Uh, and then she, she, she wishes happy birthday. The power comes back on. Everyone says, did you wish for the power to come back on? She says, she looks at her parents with the most mischievous smile imaginable and says, I wished for something else. Very clearly implying she wants these people who aren't meant to live together, that she wants them to live together. It's understandable, but it does undermine that a little bit. It was a good scene, though, between Kimmy, Ramona, and Fernando. It was well done. It was tender. It was mature. Um, and then they made a reference to slapping with a rubber glove, which then brought it back to the comedy. Fernando says he promises never to do that again, although that's what happened the last time he did it. Which means Fernando is going around challenging a lot of people <laughs> to duels. Yeah. And, wait! And winning. That's true! He he has to be winning those duels! <laughs> he has to be win- winning those duels. Fernando has a kill count. Fernando is the only Fuller House character with a kill count. He has confirmed kills. Oh, God. Fernando killed a guy. Except maybe Dave Coulier because of his years in the war, which he covers up with terrible comedy. I like that joke, but that did leave me with the joke. Um, Fernando is the only Fuller House character with a kill count besides Mr. Woodchuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Mr. Woodchuck, who, as oh, we all know, fought in Vietnam. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
<gasps> Everybody comes in with cake that comes from nowhere. Where did they get the cake, you guys? I have no idea. But um, she blows out the candles. The power comes back on magically. They're magic cupcakes. That's my theory. Okay, can we can we yes. do different theories? Well, as Mark, well? what's like, your theory? Have a de- yeah, a theory no, debate? I was gonna Mark, you go come first. in with a theory. We know that Steve eats a lot all the time. Yes. We also know that Steve was waiting outside the party for the entire night. Mm. I I think it's not inconceivable that Steve just had a full birthday cake, or maybe two, in his trunk. Well, it was a bunch of cupcakes. <laughs> and when and when he saw or cup he ha- had cupcakes in his trunk. Are you happy, Zach? Yes. Very. Now admit that Steve is a wizard. And and when DJ told him that they don't have cake, he, in order to get into DJ's good graces, offered up his cake to the partygoers. Or he snuck into the backyard or like peered above the fence, saw that there was no cake, realized he could get into DJ's good graces if he had a cake, then proceeded to run to the nearest bakery rob the place of all its cupcakes and bring them You're back. right, I think that's it. I think that's the one. Yeah, I think that's the one. I think you win. Um, but yeah, the lights come back on and the party goes on and it's The party great. continues. It's super great and it's so great that Kimmy and Fernando decide that uh, decide They do a smooch. They do a smooch, yeah. And uh, unfortunately for them, Max and the dog, they were watching them. Right. You guys can't see at home, but I just did like the Home Alone face. They've got, he's got something on the them Home now. Alone thing, yeah. And they they swear Max to secrecy, and that's and that's how the episode ends. And I think is that how our episode ends as well? Possibly. Whoa! Looks like I'm not the only one with good transitions. Mark, are you coming after <laughs> my title? No, you will. You are and shall always be the transition king. Yes. Okay, continue. But that, that's all I have. Um, this has been the Fullest House Podcast. Please follow us on social media. We are um, Fullest House Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm Mark Green. I'm Harrison Bloom. And I'm Zach Horowitz. And until next time, may your houses be fuller, and may your gloves be rubber. Mm-hmm.